1: a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening.
0: There we go. Okay. So thank you very much for coming. Um, This is the women in gaming panel at Rincon 2018. I am proud and pleased to be sitting at the table with all of these lovely human beings. It is very it's it's kind of humbling. It's kind of humbling to sit with this amount of awesome at the same table. Oh, it um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't and I'm not I'm not just saying that because, I'm uh, contrary, I want you to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that because these are all women who are doing amazing things. These are all women who have projects and who have things that are really pretty cool and promoting promoting women in gaming. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what we're doing today. Um, this is really, I'm hoping to be a panel that celebrates wonderful things that are going on and celebrates solutions to problems rather than focusing on problems. Um, because there, there are problems. We, we all know there are problems. But to me, the important part is to not dwell on how much of a problem the problem is, but to figure out how to, how to move past it, how to move forward, how to involve people in the fixing of the problem. so. I wanted uh, maybe we can start out with um, kind of introducing ourselves and who are we and what do we do. Hi. I'm Karen <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Can you hear me? To, okay. close yep. to your mouth. There you go, it's a direction. <laughs> real close. <fun.
2: Yep. laughs> Hi, my name is Griffin. Um, it's my real name. It's Um uh, and I am a co host of Age channel where we do um, a game called Wheelhouse RPG and um,
3: yeah, in every episode, I am directing it behind the scenes. I the video editing, and that is what I do. So. Hello, I'm Glory uh, Hound, and I do live shows for Steve Jackson games. I'm also the director and producer of my own content on my own channel. I'm a game demonstrator, I'm a writer, um, I'm a board game enthusiast. I mean, well, really all gaming. I mean, I love video games everything, but board games seems to be where it landed at. Um, but uh, just, you know, the technical aspect on everything, on producing all of your videos and stuff, that's been the highlight of uh, this year, I think, for me. Hi, I'm Meeple um, I write about board games, and I
4: edit rule books. Um, freelance editor for rule books and <coughs> I podcast. I was running and co-hosting and producing a podcast for a while, but it's on um, but I've since left, and now I am on 5-5 five, five games, uh,
5: reviews, for games. Hi, I'm Marissa Kelly, and um, I work, uh, I'm co-owner of a uh, tabletop role-playing game company called Magpie Games. Um, I also work as a uh, art director for over 100, products, and I um, have supervised and helped out with um, Kickstarters, uh, enough to total over $2 million, and uh, I like games. (laughs) It's
1: the important part. I'm Sarah Reed. I'm a game designer. Um, I co-design with my husband. We have two published games, Project Dreamscape and Oaxaca. Uh, I'm also on a podcast, Our Turn Podcast um i do games too <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think I do a lot of stuff so I'm trying to remember I'm big uh, I love Kickstarter, so I'm a big supporter of different kickstarters uh, having helped run you know our own too um I created the 10 by 10 challenge Oh uh, what else okay
0: that's good <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh so as you can see, we've got a really wide range of people in, and what they do and what their interests are and what their experiences and so forth. Um, I was really hoping to get that here because there are a lot, of, um, a lot of directions that different kind of subfields of tabletop gaming are going in, and I'd like to be able to get a chance to hear from all of them because I don't have time to keep up, do the deep dive on all of them, and I'm sure that none of us do either. So um, I'd like to start out with Maybe something um, a, a question that um, that somebody else asked me at one point, and I didn't have a um, a great answer, but I think that you ladies might um, talk. Could you could you talk a little bit about um, any mentoring that you've gotten in terms of what you do? Do you have any role models? Do you have any mentors? Has there anybody who's influenced you? Anyone um, specifically uh, a it would be great if you had a, a woman mentor, but if not, uh, why not? Why, 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 I mean, talk talk about the situation,
3: why, um, how it was that there wasn't one. I wish that there were more women mentors because that would be <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. freaking awesome. <laughs> um, I would have to say that my mentor in a lot of this has been Dan King, um, the Game Boy Geek, and uh, it's interesting because uh, because I specifically interface with board game media and content creators, and I feel like a lot of people um, are out there for themselves, but then you get like little pockets of people like Edward from Heavy Cardboard and stuff that um, you get a moment to talk with them and they like teach you the ropes. You know, they take you places that you wouldn't have been able to go before. Um, They talk to you about how you should be doing um, like promoting yourself and stuff like that because I think as a woman, um, I know for myself, it's really hard to promote and sell myself. (laughs) Like That's just one of the things that's hard for me to do Um, because I feel like as a woman, you're a little bit more reserved sometimes in things. Um, But having a mentor is huge, huge in the industry and someone to kind of help lift you up um, where you wouldn't have maybe been seen before, I think. So, um, yeah, the
4: same, also, uh, two mentors come to mind, um, Dan, the Game Boy Geek, because we're local, we actually game with him a lot, Um, the same processes of, like, um, how do you, how to just, in addition to creating your content, like, maximizing your time um, and what you want to focus on. And, you know, like, people always say, do what you love. And that's true to some extent, but also, you know, like, we are all super busy. So you sort of just have to focus on, like, what you really, really want to do and go with that. And um, the other mentor I have, um, Suzanne Sheldon on Twitter, she's fabulous. And she was one of the first people that I had met um, way back when I started writing. Um, Just seeing another Asian-American woman, like, making the circuits, being very active, very vocal, working for diversity and inclusivity, um, and having someone to bounce ideas off that in terms of, like, um, how you know, being the minority in this entire industry. So it's been great having people like that and um, just, you know, the community at large, like, I think for the most part, like us women are all very supportive of each other and that's always great. (laughs) Hi. Can you hear
2: me again? (laughs) So I haven't really had a mentor going into all of this and I've kind of had to make it up as I go. Mm my own with. And I hope when I'm creating products, when I'm making twitches and streams and YouTube videos and form and forge builds, I'm encouraging other girls to get in there, get their game on. So, nope. Absolutely. Nope.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll just uh, piggyback on Suzanne. Um, I spent a lot of my time on Twitter, and so there's a lot of wonderful women in the Twitter verse. Whatever you want to call it, um, Katie also comes to mind, and uh, Kathleen Mercury. There's just there's a there's a really strong community on Twitter, and I think that's really gotten me through a lot. Um, not necessarily how do I be a better game designer, but how can I make it through some tough environments? How to stay strong and uh, not give up. They're very they're 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 facing a lot of challenges. They get a lot of backlash. I mean, when Suzanne and Mandy uh, joined the Dice Tower as on the podcast, they got a lot of negativity, and, but they stayed strong and they didn't give up. And so just having those role models, of uh, continuing to pursue what you are passionate about, you're gonna face adversity, but it's worth the struggle in the
5: end. Uh, I think that the uh, women in tabletop gaming have sort of paved the way for something like a product like Bluebeard's Bride, a horror game about basically violence against women uh, and a haunted house game Uh, is really possible because of a whole bunch of women who who laid that groundwork and done a lot of hard work and um, just, just put in the time and the effort and I didn't really get to know them until after I was already Publishing and doing things, so I wouldn't exactly call them mentors. Um, but um, some of the organizations that uh, I've helped to found and have direct mentorship programs, where we help people, young designers, uh, you know, diverse designers, um, sort of have someone to reach out to and talk to, and. Uh, become like build a real relationship um, with them uh, we also have you know programs within my personal company that do similar things um, but personally I guess my mentor would be uh, spite that was probably my main I <laughs> 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 uh, really nurtured spite and uh, uh, I think a lot of a lot of people sort of set these goal posts and I was like, oh, that's what it'll take to be taken seriously. Cool, I'll do that. Um, but I think what really made that successful is having having my team that was doing it with me. Like, I, I don't think I'm, my, the games I would've made would've been a billion times worse. The, the business I have wouldn't function without my team. Um, so it's definitely not me. And most of the, my early team was men and I, couldn't be happier with that. I think they were amazing and continue to be amazing, and uh, I wouldn't want to do this with just women or just men, but like having everybody at the table bring in their A game is, is really what it's all about. Oh. Um, okay,
0: so do you want to talk about something that is um, Great or helpful, or has moved us forward that you have seen lately. It, it doesn't have to be something a project that you've done yourself. Just something that, that, that kind of tra- grabbed your interest and said, "Oh, oh, that's cool. That's 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 neat. Something that, that that made you think like about. Yeah, that's that's moving us forward. That's 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 a positive step. Anything that, in the common world in the um, in the gaming world, anywhere, Twitterverse, whatever. Uh, two things: just being here at RingCon,
4: having this um, women's space, and it's a really cool like area for women, you know, to play games, to feel safe, to be around other women. And I think that's a great um, feature for this con. And I never, I don't think I've run into a convention that has a similar space like that. And um, wow, well, you know, we were talking about it earlier, like, why don't other cons do this? This okay. is great, like. Um, so that's a cool thing, and just, you know, being very promotional um, about um, everything. The second thing, in my experience as a rule book editor, like, you know, inclusive language. It's a very easy thing to do, and you can change rule books and not have all he, him, everything, and um, seeing that kind of movement now, um, you know, like, 10 years ago, okay, fine, this rule book was written 10 years ago, but, like, now there's no excuse for having rule books to not have that inclusive language anymore.
3: I think that as the industry has grown and more women have um, come into the industry and have been more accepted into everything, that that in turn has made a platform for us to grow even further. Because now it's not just me and one other person that's a woman getting together and uh, trying to collaborate on things or show that, hey, we are here in the gaming industry. Now we have so many more other people to work with. And that, makes such a huge difference because, you know, going on Twitter earlier and then having, you know, a bunch of people message you and maybe 1% of those people were female. And now, like, I specifically go and follow female designers. I follow female artists. I go out of my way to help integrate all of these women into our community and into gaming and making them feel better. And it's not just me doing that. It's like every woman, like, is doing it as a collective, and I really, really love that. Oh,
2: sorry. Um, I, think, I think, you can't hear me. I feel like um, women in general become more supportive of each other. There isn't as much of a competitive picture. <laughs> Here we go, it's a lot better. Um, I feel like we're just all working together and really supportive of each other, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I get really supportive messages from other women, and that's just you know what I have been thinking up in the past few years, is my experience in here. So that's just been really great. Cool, cool.
0: It, it's, it's nice to hear that there is so much kind of bouncing off of walls together and, and supporting each other and that kind of thing. Um, well,
1: I'll piggyback on that, yeah, I don't please. need a mic. Um, Sorry, I grew up in the theater. My whisper is a stage whisper, so my husband makes fun of me all the time. Um, I really appreciate that there's a lot of publishers now that are really purposely making better art choices and better art direction and it's amazing and it's wonderful to see that I've been I've been lucky to be able to uh, sometimes give feedback because I'm on Twitter a lot I'm on Kickstarter a lot and even in some different Facebook groups and one of the design groups I'm on on Facebook there is this one guy he and some other Guys are developing a card game based on a MOBA type video game. All their artwork, unfortunately, is very sexualized Mm -hmm. for women. The thing I've been happy about is that he has been taking my feedback. So he will post a new picture that, you know, art piece that they've been working on. And I'll go on there. And the first time, I really wasn't sure whether I should say anything. Um, because you never know. I've had some not so good interactions when commenting on like, hey, could you change this a little bit? And they pretty much say, no, go away. And this guy was actually really nice and he responded positively. So as he continues to post, granted so far I haven't seen a lot of changes in the art style, (laughs) but I appreciate that at least he's having an open dialogue with me. Like the last picture he posted the woman had, the shirt was like a full neck collar, and it went down, and then got past the nipples, and then stopped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you
1: can see the bottom half of her boobs. And I'm like, okay, can you give her a little bit more money so she can buy the rest of the shirt? <laughs> okay. And, you know, he responded well to that type of thing. and And so, like, I'm hopeful, while I haven't seen change, at least he is being open to change. So there's that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, here's a potentially broad question. So, if you choose to duck out, I am. interested. fine. Um, how do you feel that the, that the experience is different for you for you as a woman, as a designer, as a player, as a as a at this point, a heavy hitter in the field? I mean, how, how do you feel like your experience as a woman has been different?
3: Um, I mean a woman's experience in any more male driven thing is always going to be completely different from um, I use this this thing where like if you're in a playground and somebody walks up to a group of kids with a ball and who do you think that they're going to give that ball to you know you usually give that ball to a boy and then that boy gets to lead that situation and it's little things like that that Happen all the time um, that because you're male, you have no idea that you're doing it. You know, you just like instinctively go, oh, this little boy's gonna wanna play with this ball. And then he's going to lead the playtime for everybody else, whether there's girls or boys there. And in a male driven field, it's always like that. You know, um, women, you have to fight for the ball. You have to step up and go, hey, actually, I wanted to be leader. Or, hey, you know, I wanted to play with this first. Or, you know what, I have a really good idea to do this. And um, you can get a negative reaction for that, but you have to keep doing it. And that's kind of the thing. Despite the negative reactions, you kind of have to keep going with that. I'm kind of like how a boy would, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. But, yeah, your every interaction um, in the field is just completely different. And it's hard to explain to uh, men how different it is because they just can't see the perspective, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. So on my birth certificate, my name is Griffin. My mother named me Griffin with the idea that, you know, we would continue to have resumes that were just paper, you know, no profile pictures, no LinkedIn's like that. And she said, or she thought, that was named Griffin, I get hired more because they think I was a male. So that's why I have my name. (laughs) And now I use it as a form of empowerment. Everyone always says to me, oh, I thought Griffin was a voice name. They say, nope, it's my name.
3: (laughs) That's very true because I specifically went in and I I used Lori House specifically because of that. In the beginning, um, I wanted people to think that I was a male writer, Mm -hmm. yeah.
5: Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I've learned a lot from my failures from like I said earlier my team and that uh, I've had products that have you know we've worked real hard on, they released, they're not popular they kind of <laughs> they they're okay um, and I think that uh, we I have to keep and this doesn't just go for women but you just have to keep uh, having, you know, support your own learning uh, and growing and make sure that your team also does that. Um, and you have to keep putting in more, uh, putting out more products is on the publishing side um, until you do uh, get that hit. Um, and I think that a hit is what you're gonna be looking for in publishing, you want that stability that comes from that. Uh, you want your voice and products to reach a lot of people. Um, And to do that, you gotta keep working um, and you can't get so discouraged that you quit a little like what you were saying. Um, Because there's a a line of mediocre white dudes that will quit and (laughs) fail and replace each other. Um, But there aren't as many uh, minorities who are gonna be able to do the same thing. Um, So I think that just being a little more resilient uh, is important. And however you you get that capacity is is great, like whether or not your internal team is amazing, or you have a good support network at home, or you just, you know, go out and dance your heart out every Tuesday evening or whatever it is that you do, uh, so long as you make sure you have a thing that allows you to keep working and doing the work uh and cranking out stuff and closing and, and making more stuff.
4: The original thing. I guess just being a woman in this industry, you have to grow a thick skin. I mean, that is the reality of everything. Um, you'll probably be judged by how you look, how you carry yourself, um, what your brand will be, and there's always going to be so much negativity and awfulness on the internet um, that comes back at you. And the thing you can do, just like what you said, be resilient, keep doing what you do. Do what you love. Surround yourself with uh, positive people who will help you, mentor you, and you know what's one person's negativity. You know, try to um, take that into account versus all the other good stuff that you end up producing. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, I'm hearing from a lot of people up on the front of this, uh, in the front of this room, that there's a lot of perseverance and there's a lot of Feeling like there's, it, it's almost like you're you're going against an adversary. That there's that there's some kind of a, I need to beat something, or I need to push harder. I need to be better. I need to that that kind of thing. Is that is that a, has that that
6: been a motivating factor for
0: you? I know, I never said the spite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But has that has that kind of that that kind of Oh! Oh no! 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 You can't tell me anything. Is that is is has that been a motivat has that been a motivating factor? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it has I don't like being bossed around. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah? You? Um
3: Definitely. I mean, <laughs> spite is a very big motivating factor. Like, you can't do that. Oh, yes, I. Can, and I'll do it better than you. Okay, just <laughs> watch.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's mine. Um, so this is a thing I encountered early on. Um, I play a lot of heavy euros and war games, and I obviously do not look like your typical war gamer. And um, people, you know, designers have asked me like, "How do we get women more interested in wargaming?" Um, and one of the things that I had offered um, just. To women, like, in the beginning, I would never go into a game cold Like, I would always oh, right. research the game, read up on it. So, you know, you're still learning with everyone else, but that's a thing that I sort of had to do, like, in the beginning, just because, again, you walk into a room of, you know, 200 white males, and there's me. <laughs> um, so you kind of had to know what you're talking about. I mean, granted, um, now I feel like a lot more people are... I mean, people are more welcoming. They'll teach new gamers, and, you know, spaces like high um, like Women's Space, it's nice because then they'll be able to learn the games and show up the place. But those are the things that I
5: had to do, like, in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, it, for me, I, I probably don't actually just Uh, To everybody who disagrees with me, but I I actually do believe in disagreement, and I think it's it's the primary way that most of us grow. And that uh, I do want to hear feedback. I do want to know what sucked about what I did, and I want to make it better. Um, And you know, just like any kind of feedback, some of that you know you kind of take and throw away, and some of it you Hold on to longer than you should, but I think that's just human and that's normal. And uh yeah, I think it's super important to keep people around with different viewpoints and uh and and just sort of ideas than you have as well.
1: I don't think I have much bad. Everyone really said it very well. It's just yeah, it's perseverance and not letting the other people, you know, say no. Um, then there's also overcoming the internal challenges because when you're told you're not good enough, sometimes that can get internalized and then you have your own internal demons that you have to continually fight and say, yeah, I can do this because I am good enough and I can do it. So you've got sometimes both internal and external forces that you have to overcome
0: to achieve what you want to do. I don't well, I'm seeing a lot of nodding. <laughs> yeah that that, that that internal piece of it is it's it's I'm, I am not going to say it's exclusive to females but it certainly does seem to be stronger with women again why do you think it is that that it's stronger it's stronger with us than we're than, told
1: so oh, sure, we're told no yeah, For most yeah of okay, my okay, life, okay. Yeah. it's we have to follow certain rules of what we can and can't do because, oh, that's not ladylike. You can't climb a tree, that's not ladylike. You can't run, you can't cross the street by yourself. I mean, there's a lot of restrictions placed on us. And then as you get older, and then if you're not you know meeting people's expectations still, it keeps coming back to, no, you're not doing good enough, no, you're not. And so it wears down our own internal psyches instead of where boys are like, they're told to go be boys. Go ahead, go ahead, do whatever you're gonna be. Oh, they'll get it out of their system or whatever. And they are not told no as much. I'm sorry, generalizing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's what it feels like sometimes. So then when you grow up, and sometimes it's hard to have confidence in yourself when as a kid so many people told you no. And so how do you go and say yes when everybody said no for so much of your life? And so I think that happens a lot more to women and then again our society reinforces that women should be in touch with their feelings where men are told they shouldn't be in touch with their feelings not that they don't have them because they still do it's just they're not as in touch with those feelings so it, it that then has its other issues because it could come out as anger and those types of things but um, imposter syndrome is really strong in women because we're just told that we're not good enough to do what it is we want to do and so we have to overcome that I
2: had two really, have two really great parents, super supportive, and, um, I guess opposite from your experience, I was, I mean, was told no, (laughs) but, um, I was encouraged to do my thing, to play basketball and be a cheerleader. I would go from putting a bow in my hair to putting on my basketball, you know? I played all the sports I wanted, I would play in the mud, um, and my parents were just really encouraging. And maybe that's because I'm younger and times have changed. They are changing for the better, I hope. Um, but I think encouraging new parents to like, let your daughters play the Lego boys. You know, they say boys, you know, they separate the target, yeah. the kids' yeah. area. Yeah. But they're trying to incorporate them now. So. Uh, is it at Target? Yeah. You know, yeah. The boys it's and girls are now Sort <laughs> of on the same aisle, <laughs>
1: but you still got the mini dolls. Don't get me started. Lego's are <laughs> <our other> hobby. <laughs> yeah, we chose two really expensive hobbies, board games and Lego. But, yeah. but the thing though that still gets me is the fact that they just felt that they had to come out with the mini doll in the first place to get girls attracted. Because again, it comes back to our society, it says this is what's acceptable for girls and this is what's acceptable for boys. Yeah. But it's it's you got a point. It's it's there's a a picture someone once showed me, and it's a father, and they're a father with a daughter and a son, and they're walking through the mud. The father is holding the daughter and letting the son run through the mud. And honestly, he should be letting both the kids run through the mud because that's teaching the girl that she should not
3: be free. Yeah, I think there's a constant just fighting. Um the person that you've been told to be as far as like a reserved female figure you know and um, putting, yourself, like, putting yourself out there exposes you to everything and um, you can't help but start beating yourself up about things and I've always told uh, people that it doesn't matter what people say about me on the internet because I am the worst judge of myself um, because I am I just I, I'm constantly beating myself up over the way that society says i should be you know and it's kind of hard to try to toss all that to the side and then pave your own way with that but we have some lovely ladies helping everybody out doing that now so that makes things a lot easier to be able to talk to those people Uh, i'm not sure i
5: agree with most of any of this. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, I don't think women harbor some sort of natural connection to this that other people don't. Um, I think culturally you're, go- you're going to be sort of raised in certain situations that might impact the way you feel about yourself and the way you feel about challenges and the way you feel about other things that have some things to do with gender and some things to do with family dynamics, some things to do with peer dynamics, uh, just resources that you might have in your life or not have in your life. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of these incentives uh, that that we're responding to, uh, like the target aisles and the, the mini dolls, uh, have a lot to do with just capitalism and how uh, the demographics of that—we were talking about it in the other panel earlier. <laughs> Diversity, um, how how that actually impacts and influences what is out there and what we see visually, um, more so than the women who worked on those projects and and how they are working to subvert or lift up those different femme sort of something So yeah,
0: that that the thread that you just pulled there, um, the working within the system. So we're all part of the system, right? We're all part of lots of intersecting systems. Um, how has ha, what, what's been your experience in trying to leverage some of those power dynamics, or trying to? As, I like the word subvert, subvert uh, to actively subvert those power dynamics. What do you do? To make to, to both advocate for yourself and make it easier for other women to advocate for themselves um, is it is it about just putting yourself out there is it about the words you choose is it about the depictions in your in your games what 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 kinds or is or is it just a way of being what what's what's uh or, or yes <laughs> <laughs> but, Marissa, you're looking like you got to
5: that's a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so like, yeah. really, this
0: is the what we do. Yeah. This is the what we do part.
5: Uh, I think uh, it's important in, okay, I guess I'll kind of separate it out into publishing in particular, um, rather than at the table, which there's a lot you can do um, in both spheres. But I'd say in publishing, it's really important that you build networks of support for the the women and other minorities that might be a part of your space or you want in your space. Um, and that you would this is how you are be able, able to compete in the marketplace. Um, and that that's one of the most important things is that you are there doing your thing, competing uh, over and over again, um, and that I really don't believe awareness is enough. I think that you have to be there doing the work. The work has to get done, or else we're just telling a whole bunch of people about a whole bunch of products that suck, and we don't want that. We want the the products that we're showing off, the people that we're showing off are like doing this badass shit, and that when they'll get hooked and they'll be like, "Yeah, these are my favorite things," and it's a wide array of things. Um, and uh, I think at the table, uh, you have a, a really cool opportunity to fail. Um, because in business uh, and in publishing uh, taking a lot of chances is great um, like I said we try and do uh, mentorships to lift people up and, and like build relationships I think that's poor. Um but at the table whether or not it's with strangers or not you actually can fail over and over again and keep trying uh, whereas if I fail too much in my company I want other resources to do anything and then we're kind of like Going backwards, right? So I think individuals have a very cool opportunity to to grow and
3: and try again. I think just like doing little things, like you said, where if you're going through rules and making sure that the rules are inclusive, making sure that you know the character cards represent all races and stuff, because words are so powerful. And people, well, words and what you see, you know, are so powerful. And people use them in a way that um, they've learned that it's natural, that society has taught them and stuff, and just taking that one extra, like, little thought and going, you know what, maybe we should add every type of race that we can to this. You know, maybe we should add men and women. You know, maybe we should uh, add, I mean, just... Get the full spectrum of everybody in there, and I think the more people see that, and the more people read things that are completely inclusive, um, then that becomes the second nature to them. You know, then it's not reading he 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 or um, you know white male white male whatever. Um, It just it doesn't it creates that picture in your mind of having everybody and every type of color. Uh, as opposed to just one type in your mind when you're imagining things, when you're picturing things, and then uh, you and yourself will change with that. I think.
0: Okay, I'm going to pull something from a panel that we uh, another a similar panel that we did a couple of times, to- a couple of three ring ago. I think mean, two, two or three ring ago. Okay, I want you all right now. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. If, you, if you're okay with that. Close your eyes. Now, picture a gamer. Picture a gamer. Think about a gamer. All right, I'll open your eyes. What did you see? What did you see? Be honest. What did you see? You don't have to tell me. Why did it look the way it looked? Why, to you, why did that gamer look the way it looked? Why did, why did, that, did that human being have the characteristics that that human being had? That's a, that's a, that that's something that we can think about, but we can also then try to think about how do we break that if we don't like what we saw when we closed our eyes and picture the game. How do how do we make that not what we see? How, so so I actually had a really interesting um really interesting. Experience the first time I did that with the person who who, who led that I, I I saw what what probably is the stereotype of Yeah, yeah, okay. And then right after I saw that, I had this experience of my brain absolutely denying it and saying no, 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 that's not it. And then it just kind of got turned into this like uh, mishmash of of people that I knew. But not, it, it, and it was, it was, it was a, for me a really interesting experience of that initial reaction of I reject this, I re, I reject this, and that kind of gets into the, the the spirit that a lot of people have been kind of bringing in here of I will not accept this as that I will not accept this status quo that the status quo isn't okay, and I'm going to be active about moving it forward. Um, so, what uh, is, is anybody? Willing to share with yourself? <laughs> hmm? uh, uh, no <laughs> experiments up here. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No. I'm a
5: sociologist by trade.
0: It's very
3: <laughs> that was very powerful. Yeah. We um, used to pay you, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it,
0: was, it was it was a theater instructor uh, and and a ex consummate GM who did it. That was okay. fantastic. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I give all credit all credit to Lan Scaravi. He's a professor up at uh, up at ASU really amazing guy um, he, and he does a lot for for encouraging diversity and that kind of thing he wrote a play called um uh she kills monsters about um D in a girl's head That's, that's fantastic. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, look up lance Gauravis, g-h-a-r-a-v-i he's phenomenal but anyway does anybody does anybody have a, or or does anybody have a reaction to to uh, to what they saw could you spell that one more time G H A R A V I. First name Lance. Thank you. Like the Medieval Weapon.
6: Yeah? Well, I had to, to a certain degree, I also thought of two separate aspects. There's people who play games, and then when you say gamer, though, that means more extreme to me. Mm-hmm. Fair point. And Fair so point. I had like multiple images depending on which label I wanted. Okay,
0: okay. So, so the word gamer was tapping into some stereotypes. Right.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm well, absolutely. I mean, um, just saying the word gamer, the first thing I'm thinking of is somebody playing Xbox with their headphones on that is male and sitting in front of a TV. Not okay. not, not a board gamer. Not, I mean, that was the first thing that came to my head. And then I was like, no, that is okay, not it. Okay. I'm like, it is me. I am the person that's the gamer. <laughs> yeah, and then that was replaced by that. But you're right. That was like the instant image that hit my head was just... That, that video gamer style of like a uh, younger male, you know, doing okay. that. Um,
4: yeah, that's a, a common thing that I encounter. Um, oh, I talking about games. And they're like, oh, video games? You know, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, the cardboard variety, like in the box. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have the same, you know, when you say gamer, you have the stereotypical white male that pops up and everything. And you know, one of the things, um, I talked about in the previous panel with um, diversity and inclusivity, you know, just being visible. um, Someone like me that looks like this being at a place and, you know, encouraging other women to just, you know, if you like playing this game, just go for it. Like, you know, seeing other women, people of color, locations that aren't, you know, predominantly them, um, and then eventually, you know, that community I
6: think
0: this community
6: will start growing from that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah? Um, I guess from basically talking with other people's experience, I don't think that I got started out kind of, in a sense privileged in that I started with gaming with D&D in 1974 at U of A, that the very first session I showed up at there was a woman there, and so for me, it's never been a big deal, and then as we start playing during college, girlfriends, and then now our wives, and we're still, I'm still playing with the, some of the same people I played with in college back in the 70s, now with our, with our, 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 uh, our SOs, and then their kids, too, have gone through, and now they're. Now they've actually gone and they're having their own kids. And stuff. Right, right. And it's like, I, I, you know, I've never saw the difference. It's I'm funny, though, that you say that
3: because you're like,
6: it was almost like you were surprised. You're like,
3: there was a woman there. Well, <laughs>
6: the thing is, it, it's, I'm, I'm saying that because of what other people have said after that. It's like, that's all this male club and everything. It's like, that was never my experience. It's like, you know. I, I wasn't allowed to play the like, no, I, I tried to get into d
0: and I was never let in. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you would think that my school cis white males would like to play with <laughs> <I> <laughs> but, know, right? but they didn't. It's they it's didn't weird. want to play Okay, fine. I'll just go take my talking someplace else. Thanks. Um, yeah. Weird. yeah. Weird. You know, it's, it's a very different experience, you know, being, I mean, that, that was, I
5: guess, interesting and, and fortunate for you but mm-hmm. uh, you know 20 years ago being always the only woman at the table yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's another okay. perspective on that one and I would mm-hmm. say that you know it's it's a lot different and a lot better now that we you know we're, I'm not always the only woman at Good. the table fortunately yeah. <laughs> yeah. finally you
6: know, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And when I started gaming which was I mean back when I was like 18 probably. Uh, going into my first game store, I was the only woman that went into that game store for many years. So, it aside from maybe somebody's mom that came to pick them up, and that was it. So, mm-hmm. and that was here in Arizona too. So, well, uh, for it's me, same fingers. thing in high
1: school. I was the only woman, I guess I was lucky enough that I had friends, they taught us how to play, it wasn't D&D, it was Palladium Fantasy, but we still role plays and hey, somebody
5: recognized Yeah. I always yeah. uh, say that, and they're like, what? And then I say Risk, and they're like, oh, but it's not Risk,
1: we actually never played Risk. <laughs> Anywho, don't get me started, I'm not a... F- 10 of the percentile system. (laughs) 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 It It kind of started. And so it was one of those things that I had at that time. I was the only girl in the group. Mm -hmm. There were five guys, me, and the occasional girlfriend that would cycle in and out. Mm -hmm. And I was the only nerd girl, geek girl, whatever you wanted to call it. And um, at that point, though, it's like for me, I didn't want to be a part of any other, you know, groups and cliques and things like that. I liked what was going on. We played video games. I mean, we played EverQuest when that first started, trying to figure out how to connect our computers up together. Um, You know, I mean, we started all that. But it was hard sometimes. If it was just my friends, it wasn't so bad. But when we started playing Magic the Gathering and we actually started going to stores to do tournaments, that was when I had my first bad experience. I have to say it wasn't as bad as I've heard. But I walked in that store, and it did go quiet. There was only men, either the people working or other high schoolers or young adults, and it was all male, all white, and they didn't know what to do with a woman or a girl because I mean, I was only like 16 or 17 walking into that store.
0: Right.
1: And it was not fun to play in that tournament. No, Now, I'm, I am grateful nobody was offensive. Nobody directly did anything, but it was unbelievable was not fun. And after that, if my friends wanted to go play in a tournament, I was like, no, thank you. I'll continue to play casually. I enjoy your company because you accept me for who I am. But all those other guys out there, I just felt every one of them was just judging me. And that's a hard situation to deal with.
5: And I think, uh, going back a little bit I think, to what you were asking about how to make these changes, uh, right. Right. I think... If you want more women or just people that you like, I guess <laughs> at your yeah. table, it's important to invite them more than once, more than twice. <laughs> um, ask what they did or didn't like, and then accommodate. Uh, if you're not willing to accommodate, that's cool. Just like know that that's probably a, a fairly reliable recipe. <laughs> if they don't want to go at first, if they don't want to go like for a long time, cool. Just make sure they know that the invitation's open, um, and then once you do get them at the table, you know, don't embarrass them, right? Yeah. But like, right. ask them what they like, what they enjoyed, what like made them excited, and then what they would want to see be different next time.
0: I think that one thing that I would, that, that I wanna bring in is something that um, another another uh, another, who's about my age who was starting game about the same time she 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 described it as there's a weight of being the only girl it's a weight and you're shouldering that weight and you're carrying that weight and it's heavy and because you because there is that i don't know whether i fit i don't know if i fit here and that the, there's that you're, there's that possibility you're never no, you're never sure when the years are going to grind. And she said, that it would, it, it, that, that, "Does anybody want to comment on that? But that just like that that mm. burden."
2: Um, well, I just have the opposite. Uh, <laughs> you <a cousin. laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, in my experience, games with a lot of girls and you know a lot of guys as well, but it's always usually been about half and half. And I'm lucky for that. When I was introduced mm-hmm. into the, you know role-playing world, mm-hmm. I was playing. I think you know. Feels like just one guy just all the girls. Okay, so awesome. I've had that lucky experience, but I've always felt uh, very comfortable. I was the guys never took charge; they were never the leaders.
0: Maybe <laughs> because I put myself in that position. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 may be a bit of a tide shift, but
3: um, be lovely. Oh, right. We need we need more tide shifts um a, a weight um I think maybe not a weight for me but ju- just definitely that fact that like you don't always fit in the right way it seems like you know um whether it's like off color jokes or something you're like dude, like it's not cool <laughs> you know um or something like that it's, it's very odd though you're right it's very odd um yeah uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It really is hard to explain. It's just an (laughs) odd experience.
1: Yeah. I'll have to say that I'm really happy that over the last about year and a half at work, I've been able to find other women who enjoy games. It's on a casual level, but we're now at a point where we meet every Friday at lunch, and I just bring in a variety of short games because we only have a half hour for lunch, and I keep trying different games to find out what they like, what they don't like, but what they've told me is they always look forward to Friday because it's just us women in a conference room. We're away from the stresses of work, away from anybody that they might not be interacting with in a positive way, and they feel like they can just relax. And again, it's kind of like the women's safe space here, and, and that's at a you know, work level, but they feel comfortable to just you know, let their hair down they could do something fun for a little while to break up the monotony, and I think making changes like that and finding different avenues in our life to bring women together—I think that's a good place to go.
0: That's okay. it. So, um, I guess at this point we should probably be wrapping up. The, the, um, the uh, so, just the the threads that I'm hearing are. Build each other up. Obviously, we we need to and actively build each other up. Seek out the other women. Seek out what's that? Hire people. Hire people. (laughs) Hire hire people of color. Hire women. Hire people with disabilities. I mean, all it hire. So yeah, build 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 it. Build it into the corporate culture. Give it culture. Build it into your your business and your life culture. Any other any other any other things? I mean, not just, um, you know, seeking out women, but, you know, I curate
4: a really good meeting group, you know, of people who aren't douches. <laughs> you know, like, in general, like, that's how I've always rolled, and I've had, like, really positive experiences. So, when you meet somebody who's super cool, bring them into the fold, and, you know, make that experience
3: awesome, and then that's to keep people from back. I agree, create a group of people that aren't douches. <laughs> 100%, okay? And, uh, you know, everybody brings a different perspective, and that's what's important, because if you're role-playing or something like that, and you have a bunch of people of different ethnicities and just all sorts of people there, you're going to get an amazing new perspective on everything.
6: Yeah. I was just wondering, is it, okay, you have a douche in the group. Um, you try to educate <laughs> him, or you just try to... Ejected. Educate. Oh, oh educate. Yeah. Always yeah. always start
3: always with educating. Always start, start with, with educating. Not, not, uh, not receptive. Then, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are too nice. I just reject them. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody's offensive enough to offend me, I'm like, no, yeah. you're not for us, yeah. man. Like, go find another group, you know, uh, because I want to create a safe environment for everybody. So if everybody is not comfortable with that person because of something they may have said, I'm like, sorry, dude. And I've had to do that before. You gotta go. You know, you just don't fit with us, and I'm sorry.
2: I would, I would educate them in that moment. like, yeah. all right, all right. <laughs> you know, let me push them around a bit, and then I wouldn't expect them. <laughs> there you
0: yeah. go. Okay. All right. Put, put them in a the place, <laughs> and then don't have
5: them back if they don't appear to be educable. <laughs> I, I think uh Yes, exceptions are exist and that they're terrible and nothing you do. But I think relationships are the only way to change yeah. people's minds. Yep. You can yell all you want at someone on the internet; they're not listening. The yeah. i don't care what you say. They're not fucking listening to you because they're on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do want to impact people, the only way—and this might be just my delusional I the internet rant—but I think the only way to do that is to have a relationship with someone where they can communicate with you and you can tolerate them enough to bridge a gap and help you change. Because they're not going to change just because you yelled at them, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. And yet, sometimes you just, there are those people where you're just like, well, you're toxic and scary and I don't <laughs> want anything to do with you, but I would say the majority of people that you already sit down with are not going to be that person. Um, and that I think relationships go every which way. Um, and that when we're looking towards, you know, what celebrates, uh, women at the table, and, and that's gonna be hope. Hope that people are going to listen to you, they, you are going to change people's minds, that you are impacting other, uh, other spheres that you couldn't before. Um, and that, some of those relationships that you have, maybe it's woman to woman, um, maybe it's a you are the mentor. That um, you're going to have to nurture some people who who need some catching up, whether or not that's the guy who's insensitive at your table or the woman who wants to create a game and you know that game sucks. And you're yeah. going to be like, look, you should kill this darling and, and do your next darling. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a relationship, and that takes trust and that takes growth on everybody's part, right? That's I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I also know that this is, this is probably what you really need from me right now.
0: Yeah. Communication, trust, openness, um, and not putting up with things that are not okay. Being, be, being strong enough in yourself to, to really know what's not okay and to be able to, to express that. Yeah. All right. So keep building us up. Keep building us up. You guys, I'll use this white male um. <laughs> But no, seriously, we are a community. Game, gaming is a community. It's about community. You don't really. There are, yeah, there are solo games, but you play games with people, and hopefully, you're playing games with people that you like, and hopefully, that you're a, you're building more of that when you're playing. Games. So yeah. Build build each, build each other up. Tell me now. Don't put up with um mess, somebody else's messes and yeah, community Again, we're, we're we're we can be a one family. We could we could we could yeah yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much everybody. Um it's it's been really great um having the conversation Thank you to all the women up here. We've got. We need to keep building each other up and keep and move towards mentoring other women. I think that's that's also going to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network, and feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D and D Journey of the Fifth Edition. And Scion, Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story.
6: Thank you for listening.